The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I get the keys where I just come in and you know, comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play a little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! What's better than number one looks like? I guarantee you blow the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier show about comic books and your live daily show about comic books and the people who love them. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of fantastic form, our nigh and vulnerable brawler, and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, you, you're listening to a special morning edition of Fantastic Forum uh, with what's going on in the U.S. with coronavirus and this pandemic all across the world. Of course, we're all uh, he, here in L.A. They passed the Safer at Home Act. Uh, so we are all inside. And we're going to take that opportunity to go ahead and bring you a daily edition of Fantastic Forum like we used to do back in the day, uh, at least for this week. You know, we're kind of taking it on a week-by-week basis, see what happens, right? But welcome. Uh, we got a great show for you today. It's, uh, it's going to be Marvel Monday, so we're going to bring you a review of Fantastic Four, number 20, uh, Outlawed, number one, and bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news and, of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And uh, you can let us know what it is you want to talk about. Um, 
well, in just a moment. But first, before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum this morning, feel free, man. We're we're here. And you can reach us on Skype. Um, go ahead and hit Fantastic Forum on Skype. Well, there you, you go. Will... Oh, the, yeah. The intern is here, safer at home oh, with oh, me. So. Oh, the intern's here. I'm sorry. Intern, go ahead. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah, she, she basically, uh, she's like, well, if we're doing a daily show, I got to get out there and, and be safer at home from where we're broadcasting. So. You know you want to. <laughs> you know you want to. Um, yeah. So, yeah, jump into chat. Jump onto Skype. Uh, let's go ahead and let's talk. Let's talk comics. Let's let's talk Corona, because uh, really, realistically, I mean, it, it's there's very little getting around it, obviously. And I, I do think that's probably one of the things we should start the show with is just talking about um, Corona virus or COVID-19 and the comic book industry. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's affecting. Huh? Well, for people that don't know, you should explain the Safer at Home Act. Right, right. You're right, because there are people like that are not living in one of these major metropolitan cities that might be listening, or you might not even be living in America, and who knows what they're doing uh, in whatever country well, you may be in at the moment. But you're right, Jay. Uh, anybody that, that... Also, some, people, some people don't watch the news and spend most of their days watching anime and playing video games, so they don't know... They, they don't even know that they're self-isolating? Right. <laughs> it's like, is that what happened to Jay? Jay looked up and he was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> this is the Jay. first time I'm hearing about this Safer at Home Act. Jay, 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 Jay got informed on Fantastic Forum. Like, Jay's number one, number one source for regular news is Fantastic Forum. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Moses? Oh, that anybody that studied, you know, world history, particularly the rise of Nazi Germany, knows what the Safer at Home Act is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the beginning of the, the fascist police state, Mo? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not it. the beginning. Yeah. It's that implementation. The beginning started, I want to say, about a good 20 years ago. Got it. Got it. So yeah, for those that don't know, the governor of California uh, passed the Safer at Home Act, which is which is basically um, a a. It, it, see, here's the thing. I don't. It's not a law. <laughs> They're saying stay it, home, but go out for walks. Well, well, yeah, which kind of makes sense. I mean, it's like it's basically asking all Californians if they don't have to be out to not be out and about. Stay at home, you know. If you need to get out a little bit, yeah, go walk around your neighborhood or something like that. But don't go to any like don't go to work, especially if you're sick. But don't go to work unless you're absolutely necessary, which that's the thing. A, a lot of businesses that have been deemed unnecessary 
have been shut down. Uh, pretty much the only things that are deemed necessary are places to get food um, uh, and and pretty much like medical establishments. I mean, if you're not one of those two things, you know, unless you're Michael's, you're uh, <laughs> you're closed. <laughs> no, they're they're closed Michael's now too. Open. Wait, wait! You, you guys both talk at the same time. Say something, Mo. Michael's is closed now too, at least in California. Oh, did, did, yeah. my, did Michael's close? Yeah, in California. Even like my friend works for uh, Lakeshore Learning Supplies, and that's mm-hmm. actual like school shit mm-hmm. that you could do at home. And they closed on Friday too. They're like, "Fuck this." Oh, what were you saying, Jay? Uh, construction work is still going on. Yeah, you're right, uh, but I think. That's different, right? Because that's like outside. Well, they already have the masks. They already have the mask. <laughs> yeah. So, but but the the fact of the matter is, and hence this is part of why we're able to do a morning edition of Fantastic Forum. You know, the places that we usually would be working at um, are closed because they, you know, the government asked us to do it, and uh, you know, which is yeah, it, it's asked. interesting. Say what? They asked you. They didn't ask me. Oh, they told did, they, me. did they not ask you? What did they do? Well, you get a misdemeanor charge if if you're, you know, cutting hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, and I think that's the case for for anyone, like not just businesses. I mean, I know that I saw over over the weekend. You know, the news was really, or the the mayor of L.A. was very mad at people because they're heading out to the beach. And, you know, it was a beautiful day. One of the days over the weekend, the other day it rained. I don't understand what happened there. But, you know, <laughs> global warming's a thing, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, the mayor was pissed. And he was like, I'm going to write people. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, basically charge people misdemeanors if they're just out here congregating because this is serious. Um, and, you know, there there are people. Say again, Jay. I was actually planning on going out town and filming scenes since the streets should be empty. Filming scenes of what, Jay? B-roll. I don't know. Something. I might make a short film about being in a Los Angeles. Okay. Now's the time. I'm bringing out my... Like, I, you know, before this, I, there was a lot of shit I wanted to buy. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I don't even have the time to use this shit. But also, it's expensive. You know, like electronic drum set and shit like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write the hits. And then... Then this happened, and it's like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't buy it because financially I got no money coming in, you know? Right, uh, right. The, the stock market died, but I was yeah. I was okay, but it's like when it goes up, then it's I'll be a, better, but so I'm not going to touch that. And then now it's like I have time to make all the hits, but I didn't buy them. I didn't buy the <laughs> <laughs> the keyboard or the, you know, or the drum set, so... Uh, so yeah, so it's just gonna be you know, I'm I'm make percussion sounds, but we'll see. Yeah. So it it's a it's a little weird, uh, just because you know definitely some streets and some places are a lot more deserted than they usually are. Um, but you know, I the the upside I guess is that we're we're able to connect. With, with some people that, you know, there are people that you can get a hold of now that you really couldn't get a hold of before because... Yeah, it's great. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it it's interesting. Um, 
because we do have like you know like i mentioned all the businesses are closed um you know pete that means people aren't working as well as businesses aren't making money um you know i know congress is in the midst of trying to pass something but you know it it's not going well over there unfortunately not not at the the speed i think that most americans would hope it would be going um actually that's one thing i did here is that they were working like on a sunday which yeah. i was surprised because those assholes normally take off on thursdays normally yeah well the funny thing yeah they were working the funny thing is that like i was here at home and, and i'm like you know i work on saturdays usually it's one of the busiest days and i'm just taking calls from like the the, the shop line my line and then you yeah. know i'm watching the president speak and i'm like huh i go you know what i didn't you know i'm here joking that it's not that serious and shit but he's not playing golf on a saturday Right, like you, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, this is the end. Yeah, <laughs> this is the yeah, end. Yeah, no, it's it's rough. <laughs> uh, and you know, I mean, just bringing it back to the to the, I, a lot of businesses are hurting, but you know, of course, we do a show about comic books, and you know, comic book, the comic book industry wasn't necessarily in the greatest of places before the pandemic. You know, which is. It's not to say that it was collapsing or anything. It was just, you know, it's not. It, it wasn't necessarily from a from a um, brick and mortar perspective. Wasn't necessarily growing. And so, with this being the case, it's kind of like you know, with obviously comic books aren't considered a uh, uh, an essential resource, which you know try, I can definitely make an argument yeah, against that. Try to be locked in the room. <laughs> your apartment for a month hey, all i'm saying is they say that you know the a, a human being can go three weeks without food right without dying you know like you're not going to be malnourished and stuff but you're not going to be dead you know i don't know that you know i i know i start feeling really funny if i don't go to a comic book store after two weeks so i'm just saying like it it's rough <laughs> But the industry is not in a great place. Um, obviously, retailers is where um, things are really kind of is is I guess the place where the the pinch is coming in. Um, you know, of course, the employees have less hours, so they're not because their their stores are closed, uh, and so that's screwing all those people that work in these comic shops. But then on top of that, you have the the stores themselves that are buying this product or have have already ordered and bought product that potentially they can't move because there's no customers coming in did you hear to that? to buy those comics did you hear that DC hasn't responded to anybody's questions at all about it as of like Saturday I, I did hear that like and that's that that's pretty much where I was trying to get to where you know the the industry is definitely looking to you know the 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 people that are are controlling the product to kind of offer some sort of relief uh image comics early on i want to say if not last week maybe even the week before kind of just went out there and said hey everything's 100% returnable Any, anything you ordered if you you know if you can't sell it return it <laughs> 
and we'll refund you. Um, and I know that they, they, um, um, it was Eric Stevenson's, Eric Stevenson, the publisher there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you know, challenged Marvel and DC to do the same thing. Uh, Marvel did respond, but they did not do the same thing. They uh, offered deep discounts instead of fully returnable, which is a half measure. It's like, you know, it's one of those things where I was very disappointed to hear that just because, you know, a deep discount on books, while I guess is something, is still like that doesn't solve the problem of people not being able to move product. Basically, you've decided to gouge gouge a retailer less which i guess is commendable but given the circumstance yeah but and like mo you just said no no one's heard from dc at all which is like i like i'm like wow i can't like i feel like well i know why oz isn't here to tell you but he and i talked about it before the show why he said that it's because jim lee's in charge so he's taking his time to tell you his announcement of it Jim Lee's late with the with the announcement. Is yeah. that what it is? He's, yeah, it's he's Jim handcrafting he's always, it. He's late with everything. He's drawing his announcement out. <laughs> it's gonna be like the most stunning picture of Batman you've ever seen. Telling no. telling that they're gonna be charged full price. It's gonna be that crappy Superman picture of Action Comics One Thousand. Action Comics One Thousand Superman. The- oh, in oh, got you, got you. Yeah. Yeah. So I have an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, when you send comic books back, you send the whole book, correct? No. Uh, usually. I mean, I know that there are some. There are some. Um, I think back. I, I don't know if they still do this or not, but I think back in the day, you used to send the covers, I think. Yeah. That That's what we used to do. But. Nowadays, I don't know, like, if it's a recall, they want everything back. Yeah, if it's a recall, but this wouldn't be a recall. This is like like a re a refund or something, yeah. right? Yeah, because I, I feel, and I maybe, Mo, I mean, I know you used to, to be in the retail space. Was the purpose of you sending just the covers back the idea that, I mean, somebody can still read that book? Even yeah, though, like, um, you know, like you're well, not going to be able to sell it. Well, what we used to do is you... to give it out. Like, for example, if it was a customer, like, ah, I don't know what to read. Well, like, you know what? I have this. Take it as a sample. Just keep it. It has no cover, but it's this issue of this title. And, right. you know, and we used to just give them out. Um, I yeah. think they want us to, they wanted us to, like, recycle them or something. I'm not 100% sure. I yeah. even, and that was for refunds back then. Like it was, right. it wasn't even a refund. What they did, they gave us credit for right. on their next the order, next or, yeah, of whatever. You know, like sometimes they apply right. it to issue two, or you know, so that it was an incentive to buy that new number one because it, it was also that era of image where they're just putting out a bunch of stuff from almost anybody, like not, uh, <laughs> you know, like you could the way actually you say it like they don't have quality control. Buses. No, no, it's not about well. No, a lot of it was good. Some of it wasn't, but it's almost like you could submit something to to image and you pay them. Oh like, yeah, like a six thousand printing fee, and they'll publish it for you under their banner. But you keep all the rights and 
and they do right. they just pay them to print it for you. And right. right. So then you could, you know, anybody could do something. But they did. I remember because I actually talked to Jim Valentino about it when I was trying to pitch an idea. And he said, uh, you know, write out. Here's what you do. You write out your, your treatment for your first arc. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if it's just a one arc thing, that's fine. If it's a two or ongoing, then just give me um, an overview of the series as well as the treatment for the first arc. And then mm-hmm. uh, the first eight pages of your first issue um, inked and drawn with lettering or with the script, mm. not lettering, the script. And then oh. they're like, uh, so that and what else was it? And then, then you'd be approved and, or not approved. But once you're approved, you give them like the fee. Like I think it was like six grand at the time. Mm-hmm. He didn't discuss fees with me at all, but I, I remember somebody else telling me, and mm. and yeah, and then you got your your comic series out. So they would they would print out like series would go to the end even if nobody bought them because they already it was like pre right predetermined or prepaid for. Yeah, exactly. So it's up to you to to sell it promote basically. it yeah promote it and sell it and you if there's movie rights or anything you keep all of it yeah yeah they i wonder just, how close to that deal is uh to what image does today because i know they don't take as as many unsolicited yeah uh uh whatchamacallit like the submissions they, if i'm if i'm not mistaken from what i've heard they actually know. reach out to people like mm. they'll go to like a Scott Snyder and be like, "Hey, you want to do a book here? You know, or right. vice versa." Now, but they, I know they actually reach out to. It's like, oh, you know, Matt Fraction. When, when are you going to do a book with us? You know, I know that because right. I actually heard <laughs> one of the dudes talking to one of them when I was waiting to interview one of them. You know, mm-hmm. so I figured that's how they do it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Hecht in chat. Uh, well, shout out to everybody actually, because I just I see uh, uh, GK128 and I see Billy OK. But you know, Hecht, I was shouting out Hecht because he took it back with the FF in the morning. Y'all don't remember that? <laughs> I actually was gonna pay somebody to do a jingle for us, but. You know, <laughs> listen. You need to I, hold I, out to your buddy. I'm one of you, I'm one of you poor people us. now. I'm one of you poor people now. So if anybody in chat could give us a F- fantastic forum in the morning, uh, <laughs> fucking morning j- show jingle, like I'd appreciate it. I'll, I'll send you a copy of Action Comics number one. <laughs> For real, whoever whoever gives that does that first, I'll send you a uh, uh, Action Comics number one first appearance of Superman. I actually did some cleaning right here since I have time and I found that. So, yeah. Fantastic form in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So, so silly. Oh, geez, man. But yeah, and I know people were also looking for some word from Diamond as well. And I know that Diamond, if I'm not mistaken, and, you know, forgive me if that's the case, but um, I believe Diamond was like, hey, you know, we hear you and we're going to be, we're figuring it out. But I don't know that I that they've said or done anything beyond saying like, "Hey, we hear you, and we're we're, we're working with industry, the rest of the industry to figure it out." So, 
yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, man. But I'm hoping uh, I, I I'm hoping that you know, a, comic shops are able to figure out ways to survive through this moment. Uh, but it, it's gonna be tough, man, because Lord knows it's like business is being closed for a month, potentially two, maybe more. Like, I mean, if we're actually trying to copy what China did to not get new cases, it's gonna be at least three months. Yeah, and so, and that's what I'm saying. It's like it it's very like I think that in my opinion, I feel like there's no way we we are probably done with this before mid May. Uh, that and that's I think that even might be optimistic. Cinco de Mayo is gonna be extra depressing. Oh, dude, listen, man, we may have to. Have a underground party in your yard. A virtual party. <laughs> Say again. A virtual party. A what to a party? Virtual party. Oh yes. We'll we'll screen people. We'll take people's temperature as they come in. Yeah. There it is. It's like wait. Nine ninety nine. Get out of here, you freaking carrier. <laughs> um. It's like diseased mongrel. <laughs> we should get to outlaw number one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Outlawed uh, number one. Jay, why don't you take us on this journey, man? Okay, so outlawed number one basically is there's this female, young female activist and this terrorist group, I think Roxanne. Uh, sends a dragon after her <laughs> and the dragon does like a whole bunch of damage and the government thinks that well instead of outlawing dragons they're going to outlaw people trying to stop dragons <laughs> <laughs> oh man you make it sound so ridiculous when you say it like that but you, you're right yeah it's like it's fucking Whatever state that was all over again. Like, instead of outlawing supervillains, they outlaw the people trying to stop them. But this time, they're only going after kids, so it won't cause a civil war. Yeah. And uh, they're naming the law after Kamala Khan, one of the people who was lost during the incident. Which, you're going to... I don't read as much of her as I should. Kamala Khan is Miss Marvel for those that don't know the new Miss Marvel. Right. I don't read as much of her as I should. And so I'm not sure how her powers work. But I thought she couldn't get hurt. Um I don't think that she I don't think that she can't get hurt. I mean her 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 powers um you know, she she basically has a uh, a sort of mass shifting kind of thing going on. Um, it's like you know, like I I think I understand what you're saying in the sense like you're thinking of her like almost in the sense of like uh, well actually I, I'm not even sure if Mister Fantastic works in that same way where you know like if if he's not consciously trying to use his power I don't know that it just works. And I think that 
Miss Marvel's is the the same kind of deal where but but even when her powers I do work again? like she was I thought she was using her powers at the time. Well, yeah, like, and that was, a... was Oh go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so I thought she was stretching to protect the activists. Yeah, she she definitely was, but and that's what I was gonna say though, is like even even when she's using her powers, like I don't think that it's a thing where she's uh uh like invulnerable or anything like that. Like, you know, it's like I, I feel like you know, Mr. Mr. Fantastic almost has like a sort of a elasticity to him. And uh I I think that Kamala Khan is more about mass shifting. Like she can stretch too, but I don't think it's it's uh uh a thing where it's like you know like I'm not sure if bullets bounce off her and things like that. You know, oh, but okay. so I think it's one of those things where she can definitely, of course, like, you know, she she's she um definitely has more resiliency and definitely, you know, has some enhanced strength and things like that when she's doing her embiggening thing. But um it's not it's it's definitely not like, oh, she's completely invulnerable or anything like that, and I, I think she just kind of got end up getting like crushed, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, possibly. I know she has a head injury. Uh, do her parents know she's Miss Marvel or no? Nah? I don't think so. I haven't been reading the latest issues myself, so, but I know when I read last, she, she did not. So she or they didn't. She didn't die? No, she's not dead. So she's in the hospital. So she wasn't lost then. Yeah, I agree. She wasn't lost then, right? Well, she didn't get lost, she got hurt. Yeah, yeah no, but you said that they naming the law after Kamala Khan, one of those who was lost. Oh, you're right, I misspoke. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure that in the comic, like they stated she wasn't lost. I don't know if you said that because that's what they made you think. Or... No, she, they show her in bed in the hospital, hooked up to machines. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what what did you think? What did you all think of this book? I liked it. Like. I mean, yes, it's frustrating people being stupid, but other than that, I enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. Like, I like the art. I like the characters. Unfortunately, because I haven't been reading Champions, I don't have a good grip on all of their personalities. Uh, like, I don't know if of what Vivi, I don't know if she's like just prone to going off in certain situations or what. You talk about Viv? Is... Yeah. Did Viv. she go off? Did she go off in one of these situations? Or... Yeah. 
like she went after the dragon and then she started like overloading and uh she actually caused a fair amount of damage also got you mm. yeah yeah you're right absolutely you know I don't, yeah you're right I, I don't know what the deal is with that either right I mean it seemed like really disorganized which uh which can happen when your leader is off in a different role but yeah like I don't know how likely that is to happen or if they kind of just made it happen for the story um yeah definitely gotta go catch up on or go back and read champions but what did you think what about you mo uh i i you know i was reading it 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 was interesting at the beginning of them on trial and the the Riri being sassy. Um, I, I didn't actually g- get to read it because I didn't have enough time during this lockdown. <laughs> too busy too busy working? <laughs> I, I realized I forgot to read it 10 minutes before it went on, so I just looked through it. And the art was pretty dynamic, particularly in the action scene, whenever kind of the thing with the dragon and all that. That was actually, I think, a... a a really um, well-done piece of this book. I didn't read the dialogue or anything, but, yeah, the art really, really took me, and I'm like, I guess I do need to read that. Then I realized it's in the Champions thing, which is not, that's not continuity, right? What's not continuity? The Champions book, like that universe. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, it's not. It's not the uh, it's not contest of champions. It's actual champions, which is okay. like the the team that is is like younger heroes. Like it's it's basically like Miss uh, Marvel, Miles, and Nova started it, right? Uh, you know what? I don't remember if that's, that's who started it. Just because that's what it looks you know, like, like from this book. I thought it was their idea. And then they recruited VV or Viv. They recruited Viv, uh, the Awesome Hulk, and one more person get ended up getting recruited. Yeah, and I mean, now, I know that the the team now, didn't. I, I don't. I feel like you know the team. The team spun out of um, Civil War Two, if I'm not mistaken. And so it wasn't like it. It wasn't as I guess um, it wasn't as structured in regards to its beginnings as some team books have been in the past, where it's people like really like, hey, we should do this, and you know, we should get this person to help us, and da da da. It was more like an organic kind of deal. And so, but I, I think you're right. I think I think it does. I think Miles and I think the 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 core was Miles, Sam, Sam Nova, or Nova. I don't remember what Sam's last name is. The young Nova, and and Miss Marvel Kamala Khan, Kamala Khan were like the nucleus, and then yeah, there are other younger heroes that eventually become a part of it. Um, 
So yeah, but it, it it's almost like a it's almost like a young Avengers type deal, or I guess maybe it might be closer to a New Warriors. I don't know. What do you think, Jay? Somewhere in between, um, maybe. Right, like New Warriors. Like it's more it's close. Honestly, it's close to the Young Allies. Oh yeah, where you're right. Basically, just a friend dynamic saying we should do good. Like, normally when you have a New Warriors, there's a specific goal, and they didn't have a goal at first. They were just wanted to help people. Like, right. they were helping people run, they were friends, and they're like, hey, we should help people together. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, yeah, so the, out, the, the Champions book is actually, like, an incontinuity Marvel book about a team of young superheroes, okay. as opposed to to contest of champions, because they use which the same font. What you were thinking of, huh? They use the same font. Uh, you're probably right. No, I'm I, right. you know, <laughs> they are. They do. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, okay, cool. Like yeah, I've never even noticed. That's not cool. Why is it not cool? Because I didn't like the contest of champions books. So when I saw, you didn't like contest of champions, that was a good book. No, not really. I mean, I, I just, it's based on the video game, and I didn't like the video game. So, like, I was already turned off to the book. But the video game isn't the book. Again, same font. <laughs> like, they spent billions of dollars, millions of dollars to brand themselves and, you know, have, have a, you know, and they use the same font for three different things. Like, well, but. But keeping in mind, there was a champions team before there was contest of champions. Not the same font. Was it not? I don't think so. You might want to go back and look. It might be. I didn't read that one, so I have I, I, all I have was bad taste in my mouth with that font. Okay, I'm just saying, like, like I didn't watch you didn't Avatar. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I just watched. I I didn't watch Avatar because it had that papyrus font. Avatar the the. The James Cameron Chris movie. Cameron or James Cameron movie? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I don't I mean, so I didn't realize you had this big thing about fonts. Really? Like I knew you were appreciated you not, good fonts. Were you I not didn't there when we were designing our logo for the show? Like Say what? Were you not there when we were designing our logo for the show? I was there. We, we had a whole thing about fonts. Yeah, but that was like us trying to figure stuff out for ourselves. Like we want it to look good. And that's the that's different. Like, you know, I, I get you want it to look good. I didn't realize that you're like, oh, that's bad font. Not messing with it. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> bad font. Done. Does and good font will good font make you pick up a book? Uh yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but you know, this font is tainted for me. <laughs> the champions one. So when it said like continued in champions and they That's saw that font, I was like, oh. It's definitely gonna be the, the name of my friggin' garage band. Tainted font. Yeah. So So I uh, you know, um I sh- we should also mention the book is is written by Eve Ewing, uh or Eve L. Ewing, I'm sorry. And uh, let me get, let me give her her respect. And uh, Kim Jacinto does the art, which and I know you mentioned 
how dynamic it looks. And yeah, uh, Jacinto's good for that. Like, she'll definitely, um, um, you know, like do some some cool action poses and whatnot. You know, I will say that I don't I don't always like the faces. Sometimes they get distorted, a little weird, but the the action is usually pretty fun. Um, yeah, she's got cartoony style with faces. Yeah, yeah, that I don't mind. It threw me off a little bit, but once I kept going in the other pages, it was okay. At the beginning, yeah. when they're all static, it looks a little weird. But when they're in actual action, like it, it doesn't doesn't I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar and it was in- Oscar huh? and Ch- Oscar and Chat says, uh, "I remember designing the logo. Mo is a demanding diva." <laughs> yes, like I made them yes, actually put dots at a certain <laughs> distance from each other that you can't even see the dots when you look at the logo. But I do I- remember that though. I do remember you saying you're talking about those dots. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it, it's an interesting start. Uh, I'm I'm just I was definitely looking. Well, I'm still looking forward to this particular series. Um, I I will say that I don't feel like it started quite as strong as I was hoping, but it's still I think worth reading. Like you know, I'm definitely like I was hoping it would be, um, maybe a little bit more, a little bit more of a solid like reasoning behind why it is that they want to try to regulate the teen heroes. Um, you know, I, like it's not a, it's not an idea just in general for me that is that hard for me to get behind in the sense that I can understand a government agency thinking like, you know, just because a kid has superpowers do- doesn't mean they should just be out using them. Um, so, you know, I was already kind of, I already bought into the premise, but reading the book, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like you kind of, it, it, it feels a little like, um, n- not, not quite as, um, like the reasoning doesn't feel as sound as I would hope, you know? And and I think like you kind of hit the nail on the head, Jay, where you're like, you know, the problem is teen superheroes, as opposed to the problem being dragons attacking things. <laughs> where it's kind of like, you know, but but you know, at the same time though, we kind of live in a world where that happens. Where you're like, how could you not see that the problem is this as opposed to that, right? Yeah, and I mean. At the very least, in Civil War, when that started, you could make a case for the New Warriors provoking that guy into blowing up the school, right. even though that's still bullshit. But I mean, here, it's like, like they're purely on defense. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Like the, the new, yeah, you're right. In Civil War, the New Warriors. Um, were the catalyst for that entire situation happening as opposed to this, where you're right. There's like, these are like heroes, uh, young heroes trying to help people and someone got hurt. And, you know, and of course the irony of the whole thing is 
you know, this person is one of the people that they're going to be trying to outlaw, but they don't know. Right. And I will say, one of the other things that's interesting about this law, too, is, like, it really just for, like, teens. Like, basically, it says if you're under 21, uh, you can't be a hero on your own, but once you get to 21, then it's fine. Right. So it's, it's like drinking age or a voting age or yeah. enlistment age. It's like the things we normally limit kids to do apply to superpowers or apply right. to superhero. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Like it's, it's weird, but it feels like this would have been brought up before. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But then but at the I same time, of, I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I can say at the same time, you can say that it, it was brought up before with Civil War. And Well, then they were just trying to do outlaw everything. Well, but that, that's the whole point, though, where it's like it, that that is kind of like how the law works, right? Where it's like, this is bad. We shouldn't have this. And then there's a fight about it. And then people are like, okay, ultimately, you know, one side wins, one side loses. Okay, fine, fine. You can have heroes. And then something else happens and somebody that was trying to get rid of something beforehand is like uses that opportunity and they say, oh, see, this is wrong. Like, I know we already talked about whether heroes, you know, should be existing or not at all. But at the very least, we should limit it like the kids shouldn't be doing it. And now that's a different discussion. You know, so the people that aren't fans of vigilantes or superheroes or however you want to call it, you know, they're like, okay, well, we lost the battle on outlawing it outright, but we can say kids can't do it, right? Surely you don't want children <laughs> out here using these fantastic powers recklessly. At the very least, they need training. And so, you know, it's a, it, it, it's an incrementalism that happens in, in government sometimes. But yeah, and it it probably should have happened when after Civil War. <laughs> right. We should mention this is a one shot that basically will lead into uh I think there's a four or five books. Yeah, I think it's basically five. doing this storyline. Yeah. Which it'll be Miles Morales Spider Man book, Miss Marvel. So I'm assuming she wakes up at some point. Uh, champions, new warriors, and, and, and I don't know what it is. oh yeah, power pack. Mm-hmm. Those kids just do not grow up. They have been like <laughs> like for fucking ever. They they they're getting there. They're like they're older now than they were when we first met them. But <laughs> you're right though. They 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 stay pretty young, like younger than a lot of other people. Right. Like the, the two older ones are at least like teenagers now. And then, you know, remember like Power Pack basically had like a baby. The baby is not a baby anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the baby the baby is growing the baby is like seven or nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey baby, what are you doing with those superpowers? Baby <laughs> Sure, surely you don't want the babies out here with superpowers. <laughs> oh, right. 
It's like, who has a super-powered baby? That reminds me of Fantastic Forum 20 in a weird way because Franklin... <laughs> Fantastic and... Four, you mean? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's, it's tough. I it's kept tough typing me. that into <laughs> Comixology and it's like, it's not found. It's not found. <laughs> I did it like four <laughs> times. <laughs> It's hilarious, man. And uh, but yeah, it, you know, because Franklin and Valeria are like grown now. I mean, they're not grown. They're they're kids too. They're I they're teenagers. Know, I know Franklin looks like he got hair in his little nuts. Wait, wait, what you say, Mo? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I said I said uh, <laughs> I said Franklin looks like he got hair on his little nuts already. <laughs> That's hilarious. What do you say, Jay? They're young enough to be sent to their rooms. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're I, I, like I'm pretty sure. But that they're old enough to have literally... a ton of parties while their family's gone. Yeah, but I think they're like 16 and like 15 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's or, grown or... as fuck. I'm used to them being little kids. Oh no, they're they're teenagers. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean the kids. The kids are getting there. Like uh, eventually, I guess you know. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but eventually they'll be adults. <laughs> it's like it's interesting because it, it, obviously we're uh, aging people backwards in Marvel anyway. I'll be right back, fellas. All right, Joe man, did you get to read uh, Fantastic Four twenty? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, for those of you who have. And- <laughs> I'm going to explain it to the audience real quick. A little spiel. Uh, but yeah, Fantastic Four 20 is number 20 in Dan Slott's run of Fantastic Four. It is a one of those in-between issues, in-between arcs. And I picked that one to read because I haven't read... I only read the very first one and this one. And it was a good jumping on point for me because they kind of explained the majority of what they did in a in a way that isn't like oh here we're gonna catch you up, and for somebody who's been reading it, it's not in a way where they would feel bored by that dialogue either. So it, it was a good jumping on point, um, and it's drawn by Paco Medina, and as good as that art is, the cover is amazing, and it's done by a dude named Nick Bradshaw which was one of my Instagram discoveries early on. But I think he was already drawing comics when I found him, but he's getting a lot more high-profile work, I think, since I I found him. So it's good to watch him grow. Um, But yeah, basically it's a story after they get back, uh, the Fantastic Four get back from leaving Earth and doing missions. and Johnny Storm has a, a soulmate now. He found his bird person. And, yeah, then they get called off to a mission at Wyatt Wingfoot's reservation. And then, you know, they, they free some, some moloids and dinosaurs. And, and then they get back. But, yeah, it's a fun little in-between adventure. Now, Joe, man, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you felt about this book? Um, all right. Well, one thing you forgot to mention, and this feels to me like it was super important, 
Uh, the mission they're going on is the original mission uh, from Fantastic Four number one, if yeah. that's where Fantastic Four started. Yeah. Where they're basically trying to do the mission that turned them into freaks, but they're trying to do it right. They got, like, better shielding. And it's basically, yeah, they're redoing their first mission, but doing it right, going to where they were originally supposed to go. And they end up finding out a lot of information, like it wasn't Mr. Fantastic's fault, but everything got fucked up. Yeah. And uh, basically Ben Grimm uh, finally, like, like, basically forget, like, like, he had blamed him for the accident, and then he finds out it's not his fault. So he's kind of let go of that resentment. Mm-hmm. And uh bird person is, can talk to birds, even, like, dinosaurs, because they used to be birds, or they become birds in the future. Yeah. I forget which one. <laughs> I think the second one. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Like, uh, a lot of great character interactions. Like uh, when they get home, uh, Mister Fantastic notices that the house is cleaned on the molecular level, and since no kids would do that, like that's evidence that they were throwing parties while they were gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts, one of my favorite parts, is when Johnny's checking his messages. Because you get this, like, first, like, the super panicked message from Wyatt, and then you get the the all-clear message, and then the, uh, okay, things aren't as clear as I <laughs> thought they were message. Yeah. And when he gets there, they recount the story, and you can see, like, each of those. Like, they don't say, like, they don't point it out, but you can actually see, like, the point where, like, okay, they invaded these moments terrain so they came up and like that was the first panicked message and then they come to an agreement and then like that must have been where the second message came and then the mole man threatened threatened to like destroy them so there's the like the third message like i don't know that was just something that was cool to me i, I like that part and uh yeah, this is, like you said, it's a great in-between episode or issue. Like, I haven't been reading Fantastic Four, but I wasn't confused at all. Everything is explained. Um, everything is cool. I like the characters. I mean, the only new characters I'm being introduced to are, like, Wyatt and uh, Sky. Yeah. And Sky is kind of does a good. Um, she plays the good outsider, leading the new reader in a little bit, because even though you don't know much about her, contextually you get it. But like, if you don't know Wyatt Wingfoot, then through her you get to know him a little bit. You know, you know, not enough right. to like be like, she oh, will- okay, I'm a Wyatt Wingfoot fan now. But you know. <laughs> You get like I'm back, right? Uh, so oh, and I love when Johnny says, ah. <laughs> "That was hilarious." <laughs> he says, "What? Stop! Stop!" Oh, got you. <laughs> Stop. I like the whole uh, Native American Moloid thing. 
I love that. And I love how they <laughs> fixed it, like, because Native American to Native American, they got, they just joined tribes and, and worked together peacefully. And then the white mole man comes and tries to say no, and then they stop him too. The white mole man? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, Versus know, the black mole man. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. And it is funny how the Moloids do, like, adapt so quickly into becoming yeah. a part of the tribe. Well, you know, they adapted so quickly. Like, they know they outnumber the Mole Man, but, you know, <laughs> no, none of them ever did anything about it. Yeah, I feel like there was only, like, one story that was, like, a Moloid uprising once, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then my favorite part of this issue was... The um, the next issue preview page cover preview cover, <laughs> like I, I love that. So I'm gonna be reading the next that issue for sure. <laughs> you know they did a, another Fantastic Four team with Spider Man, Wolverine, and Franklin and Valeria. And yeah, you know, it's two teachers that have helped teen heroes. With two teen heroes that are smarter than both of those combined. Well, not Franklin. Franklin is just regular intelligence. Yeah. It's Valeria that's the genius. Yeah, but you know, you know what Franklin's I mean. Franklin's just like all powerful. Yeah. He's just what all powerful. Yeah. Yeah. He's not that much. smart. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I will say that. Um, you know, I had a lot of, I had, I had big, um, well, I was, I, I was hoping for Dan Slott to knock Fantastic Four out the park. And at the end of the day, for me, Dan Slott's Fantastic Four is an adequate Fantastic Four. Like, it's, it's good, but. It's not great, and that's unfortunate for me, just because, especially considering how. But you know, it's one of these things where. But you don't like, even I, ha- do I, you? Oh, I guess you do have now, like, a Fantastic Four run that's like, oh, that's my run. But you do now because the Jonathan Hickman one. Yeah, yeah, Hickman. Hickman's yeah. Fantastic Four. Was, but up until was then, really you didn't. Great. You didn't have anything really. No, well, no, it's not. It's, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, like maybe me personally because I hadn't I haven't read it, but there are great Fantastic Four runs. Yeah, but I'm talking about you Hickman's. personally. Huh? I'm talking about you personally. Oh yeah, no yeah. personally, no, no. Hickman's yeah. Fantastic Four. I know there's. I, look, trust me, I know there's good Fantastic Four runs. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially those two, three movies. But yeah, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know. Like once Jonathan Hickman came, like that's your run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that is, you know, I mean, it, 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 the high concept nature of Jonathan Hickman, I think, really lends itself to to Fantastic Four. Like it feels like like it feels like, and I mean, you know, obviously his version of the book kind of centered or it's centered around Reed Richards, and you know. It it makes sense to me, like how that that feel is or whatever. And I was hoping that you know Dan Slott's run was uh, 
either kind of you know kind of maybe shift to like a, a Johnny Storm kind of perspective or kind of be more of a familial kind of thing going on and and it started off that way a little bit but I feel like once they kind of got back from being out in dimensions it kind of just I don't know it it, it feels like it f- falls flat a little bit and like it's not bad it's just it's not it's not great and so I you know I don't know I wish they would put him back on Spider-Man so do you like this issue or not <laughs> I'm over here waiting for your your takeaway of this issue I this issue this issue um I thought was was okay it was it was good so it's like like honestly I guess one of these things where I could kind of take it take it or leave it I mean I know there were people I didn't read the issues before it I understand that that was the arc that kind of retconned the um the the origin stuff yeah. which some people were not happy with um, just in general, as an idea. Not, yeah, not but I'm talking about you. <laughs> Again, I'm talking about you. You keep talking about other people. We're talking about you, man. No, I'm I'm talking about me too. I'm just giving you. You, didn't, you, you didn't like you didn't like that retcon. No, no, I I don't have an issue with the retcon. So why personally. you bringing other people's information on this retcon? Well, what what the part that I'm like kind of like a little iffy on is uh is Sky. And, you know, obviously yeah. I don't have her whole backstory because I didn't read those issues. But, um, you know, the character itself just feels very uninspired. You know, yeah. I'm just like. I saw it in Rick and Morty. I mean, we've seen it a million times. But, you know, obviously, when, when you see it in like something like Rick and Morty, it's kind of like a stand in for something. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why they're using that particular trope. For this, I'm just like, okay, I don't see any particular reason why this character would be the character that they are. But, you know, again, I didn't read the the, la- the other two issues. And I'm just like, I mean, even if you were like, okay, we're going to make a, a avian woman. Like, there's more creative ways to do it. Even the name, Sky, it's like, I mean, I'm like, are you telling me there's not already a bird woman named Sky? I don't, I don't know if that's true. They probably just fell out of, it probably fell out of, uh, whatchamacallit, right? Like fell out of, uh, copyright or something. So I'm just kind of like, say it again, Jay. I don't think so. I think I remember a bird person named Sky. You said you think you would? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I'd like, I, I would be shocked to find out that that's not the case. But either way, it's like she's just very plain and just like, you know, there's nothing about the character that would make me feel like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the soulmate to the human torch. Yeah. The whole soulmate thing, it's even fun. the way they, they explain it, feels a little like just arbitrary. Like I'd have to read that issue. Yeah. I think she's kind of like cool personality though. I mean, the personality's okay. It's just not like again. It's, it's okay is the right. I think okay is my review for the whole issue. It's okay, you know. Which like, is I love crazy. Like, oh, go ahead. No, no. I, I was gonna say it's crazy just because it's Dan Slott, and I know how good he can write. Whether it's Spider Man or She Hulk, 
or you know or Iron Man like whatever like he can he can do great. Like I yeah. love when Sky was like about to like getting in Johnny's face because he insulted her pigeon friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like how she talked to reptiles. Well, she she spoke to to the dinosaurs because they have the yeah the bird ancestry the bird flu the the bird flu yes the bird flu <laughs> so uh, yeah. but yeah so you know it's it's a it's a okay issue um yeah I mean I'm trying to think if there's like if there's any part of it that kind of stands out for me or anything that I especially enjoyed. Like you, um, you didn't even like the Native American Moloid thing. I mean, the Native American Moloid thing is interesting, and I like—I I did like the dynamic, like you said, of how the the tribesmen uh, or the tribespeople handled it, especially like you know, with them saying like, "Hey, man, they've been living under this ground longer than we've been living above it." And I'm like, "Oh, you know that—that's really fair." You know, I mean. Uh, so yeah, if they want to be a part of what they're doing, then they're like, of course, you know, you're, you're family too. I'm surprised. Um, so that was cool. I'm surprised Roxanne wanted to, <laughs> like, was okay. Okay. You know what? Because it is your Native American sacred lands. Like, we'll, we'll drill away from it. <laughs> I mean, look, that's probably all Wyatt Wingfoot. They're probably like, man, it's not even worth the trouble, man. We don't even know how much oil's down here. <laughs> you know? That's interesting too, Jay. I'm like, I'm surprised you don't like. I feel like you should know Wyatt Wingfoot, but maybe not. Uh, he's been around a long, long time. But I haven't been like. I'm not a big Fantastic Four guy. Yeah, I hear that. And but you know, I, I feel like he pops up other places sometimes too. But but Fantastic Four is the primary spot. You're right. Yeah, I feel like he hasn't been around for a while as far as like, I mean, I, I know that that, you know, that is, it's true what they say, like him being one of Johnny Storm's best friends. But I'm like, man, I I don't know. When was the last time somebody was like, what was the last Wyatt Wingfoot issue before with, with him and Johnny Storm hanging out? I think it was the first issue of this run. Really? Yeah, no, I remember. Be because I... in at the beginning of this run, they were in another dimension. They didn't leave so, okay. from Earth, though? From us? No, no. Remember, it was like, it was literally like, wasn't it the return? Like, after, like, basically the fallout from, from Secret Wars. Uh-huh. So, and which, I don't, you know what? I'm sorry. You probably didn't read, you didn't read the end of Secret Wars. No, I didn't. Yeah, so the end of Secret Wars literally is... The the um the Richards family like re- going off to recreate the multiverse. Uh huh. And yeah, so they're just. I, like, I remember because when we actually reviewed the first issue, we, we talked about this and we mentioned White Wingfoot because he was in it. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, Mo. You're right. You're pro- well, I will, I'll say this. You're probably right. I don't remember Wyatt Wingfoot, but it makes sense because Johnny Storm wasn't with them. Like, because the thing and Human Torch were on Earth. Yeah. So, 
he very well could be in that issue. Maybe they were hanging out. Hey. Hex has another dimension, another dimension. <laughs> I agree. All right. So what are we doing next? We're doing heavy metal. We should do some news. news. Yeah, let's do some news. All right. We'll play the music real quick. Ooh, comic book news. We should have a like uh, comic book like current. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So in the midst of this Corona getting. Kadansha USA Publishing reveals summer and fall 2020 debuting print titles. So under the Kadansha Comics line is Codename Sailor 5 Eternal Edition, Ghost in the Shell, The Human Algorithm, Volumes 1 and 2, Mashima Heroes, Volume 1, Orient, Volume 1, Sachi's Monsters Appetite, Volume 1, Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie, Volume 1, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, Trinity and Tempest, Volume One, and those not so sweet boys, Volume One. Dude, I love that time I got reincarnated as a slime. <laughs> like, if you never watched that, it is like one of the most badass anime. I can never watch Ooh. it ever again. Why not? Because I canceled my Verve account. Oh, all right. Cause I, there's other bills to pay, and I'm not getting money. Yeah, but they have a free. Like, you can watch it for free. You just have to watch a commercial here and there. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not that poor. That's hilarious. He's like, I'm not watching commercial poor. <laughs> it's like watch this free ad poor. I'm being conservative. <laughs> Not poor, you know what I mean? Uh, commercials. <laughs> oh man, see, listen, man. I, Mo, listen. I, I think that what's most started making this money is when he got these hangups. I don't feel like the font thing was a thing until he started making money. He's like, I'm about to do that. No, that, that, that was, yeah, that was a thing. I've always hated certain fonts. <laughs> Heck says it's on Crunchyroll, Mo. Uh, again. That's like cost money right now. Crunchyroll is verb. No, Crunchyroll is verb. We've had this conversation. Yeah. I was going to say that too, but I didn't want to sound mean to Hecht because he's our friend. Crunchyroll is no, verb, Hecht. Performative. And you, if you don't know how to spell verb, Hecht, you're a dummy. Exactly. Um, so I didn't mention last week but um, Netflix has released a trailer uh, trailer for the adult animated series The Midnight Gospel um, this caught my attention because one of the co-creators is Pendleton Ward who did Adventure Time and uh, Bravest Warriors 
Um, it's basically going to be about a podcaster who's going through the multiverse, interviewing people, and then broadcasting it, trying to make money. So it looks pretty awesome. Like, I don't have the technology to put the trailer into chat right now. <laughs> but if uh, you're interested, just uh, go to Google your uh, Google the Midnight Gospel trailer and you can check it out. Uh, one thing about it, though, the art style isn't that classic Pendleton Ward style. It uh, actually looks more like Stone Quackers, um, which was an ADHD show, I believe. It's, but uh, it's weird. You it's said interesting that. to see him. Oh, go ahead. No, it's interesting you say that because the Pendleton Ward style is like, you know, that's Pendleton Ward. But this is the one you posted in in our pre-production text, right? Right. Yeah. So when I saw it. I was like, I didn't actually like click on it because I was driving when it came in and I didn't go back because I forgot. But I remember when I actually saw the thumbnail, I'm like, huh, I wonder if this is a Pendleton Ward thing. So I got okay. the vibe, even though it didn't look like his style. So I don't know. It was just like a, a flash second thing. Like I, I didn't even study it that much, but who knows? I feel, I feel, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was saying, I've actually been wanting to see Pendleton Ward do, like, adult for a while, like, to see what is, a, like, him doing, like, adult content would be like, which, I mean, he's co-creating, so I don't know what's him and what's uh, Duncan, but still, it should be interesting to check out. I was gonna say I feel I feel very inadequate in this high level animation conversation. That's because well, you don't I mean, listen to us. I am listening to you. No, and I'm, and I'm gonna follow the instructions. But I was like, man, I'm out. Of, I'm just out of my depth in this conversation. You don't listen to us when we tell you things in the moment. Like we talked about Pendleton Ward to you before and his art at like Comic Con. No, I, I believe it. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying I feel inadequate, probably halfway because I probably just don't necessarily remember it all. But also, too, I'm like, man, like, you know, like there's plenty of things I don't remember and I feel perfectly fine in the conversation anyway. But I'm like, man, we're going deep. We're going deep into the animation, into the animation world right now. And so I'm just trying to soak it all in and and being vulnerable, Moses. Please accept my vulnerability. Man, if you've never been in fantastic form, if you know, if you feel the, that you can be vulnerable with us, I'm just very brave. <laughs> That's all it is, and and not that bright. That's all. <laughs> Oz put the Oz producing while he's giving us power. He he po posted the trailer for Midnight Gospel on chat. Awesome. Oh, thanks, Al. We should definitely check that out. Uh, Larry, uh, there's a, a news request from Billy O'Kay in chat. He wanted us to talk about Dupe. 
and he's not particularly in the news, but you know, because it's Corona getting now, now I feel it more. Everything on Kickstarter that I had backed got funded this week. Oh, <laughs> sucky, sucky. So one of them was Space Face, which was the biography documentary of Mike Allred's work and life. Mm-hmm. And one of his creations is Dupe, so he'll be featured yes. in it. And the writer, I think it was uh, Peter Milligan that wrote X-Force and co-created Dupe, is going to be one of the commentators in it. Nice. So I, now I wish <laughs> I would have just done the dollar backing Instead of the fifty dollar pack, <laughs> you're like I could use that extra dollar. <laughs> no, I could use that extra forty nine dollar. <laughs> oh, oh, you said one dollar versus fifty? Yeah, I thought you said. Oh, I thought you said two. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't do those. Like, oh, I'm just. Ha- well, I just want you to exist. Kickstarter backing, you know. I don't do those. Got it. There it is. Well, That's yeah. that rich mode talk. Now, Larry, um, we got a few more minutes left here. Uh, yeah. You got to tell us about your Jedi Wet Dream. We teased it last week. Yes, yes. Wait, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to do that. But let me let me just put a couple news bits out here, too, before I, before I forget. Some of them are a couple of them. These first two are kind of like older news stuff that I don't think we got to mention on the show. And then some newer stuff that happened since we were on last. Um. There's a rumor that Isaiah Bradley, the truth, which is like the first Captain America, the black one that they kind of experimented on before Steve Rogers, very well might show up in the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. So we don't know if that's actually going to happen or not, but that's interesting if it does. Um, also, awesome. another, yeah, yeah. Another thing that got mentioned is... Um, Josh Gad is being eyed to play the Violator in the new Spawn movie. I think he's gonna do real so, good. Yeah, no, I thought that was like very inspired casting yeah. as well. Where I'm like, man, that he, is like if that happens, that would probably be like it would definitely rival the Leguizamo Violator, which is crazy because he was really good. Now, and he won't need the padding. No, yeah, you're right. A lot less makeup. <laughs> Which I'm sorry to say, because you know, the violator is not very attractive. Uh, you know, but Josh Gad, yeah, definitely needs a lot less. Padding. But I think <laughs> you know what? I think he might be out. What do you mean? Because he's an Academy Award winner. And uh, what do you mean, Josh Gad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you, and, you're saying? But there he was might a be... news that uh, they can't go forward because they lost an Academy Award winner, and then there was news that Spawn still had Jamie Fox, who is also an Academy Award winner. So they might have lost Josh Gad. Oh. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, jo- Josh Gad would would be a good violator. I don't know if he's going in, but here's you know, I I'm going to keep my fingers crossed because, uh, yeah. And uh, I forgot what else I was going to say. Anyway. Also. um, Oh, that the truth. Yeah, it's great. He's coming out. But then it get halted anyway. So <laughs> you get halted. What the, do you mean? the Winter Soldier and Falcon like shooting. Oh, production. Well, you know what? I mean, the, the yeah, the the shoot that they were going to do definitely got stopped. I don't I don't know if. 
everybody's like shut down or what? I mean, obviously, you know, sometimes the rules that apply to the rest of us don't always apply to Hollywood. So I don't know what's happening with that. We'll see. I mean, a lot of it might have been done already, though, because that joint was supposed to come out or supposed to come out. I want to say, what was it? It was not October. It's earlier than that, right? June, July, something like that. August, like somewhere like supposed to be happening like the fall, basically. So we'll see. Um, (laughs) Oscar chat says Black Lightning did a truth already. Well, guess what? Marvel did a truth already before Black Lightning. Amen. <laughs> uh, oh, on fucking Marvel Monday, he's saying that shit. <laughs> uh, Rosario Dawson is is there? At least it's being said that she's being it's being reported that she's been cast as Ahsoka Tano in season two of The Mandalorian, which. I'm actually really excited about that. Like, I think she would be a great adult Ahsoka Tano. And like her uh, face the right shape for it. Her face is the right shape for it. You said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, she has like her features, like every like she. All she needs to do is be orange. Yeah, if she doesn't. I'm out. I'm done with the Mandalorian. You're gonna be done with the entire Mandalorian if she's not orange. I think she'll be. Yes. Orange. Like, why wouldn't she? Yeah, be? I think so too. It's like fucking like they get name actors, especially on the Mandalorian in particular. But even it, like the stuff that you see, like either drawn out when they put it in live action or something, it's they try to keep it mostly the same. You know, even if it's a big name actor, like um, which one? They have all those like the was it? They had that dude. Um, the handsome, funny one—I forget his name—from Saturday Night Live. Like he was, uh, he was like a stormtrooper, and it's like that's his cameo, you know. Like mm-hmm. they don't try to to show you, oh, it's this famous actor. In yeah, here. I'm like, even if Rosario yeah, Dawson now, what? So I don't trust the, I don't trust the mouse exactly. They, like they I know that the season. What? They did the first season of Mandalorian. Yeah, but they didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like you know, like it's like a Deadpool. I don't think so. Like, why? Why would it be like Deadpool? Well, otherwise we would have had. Like, I'm still waiting for my pre-ordered Baby Yoda pop. I what's that? I don't understand what that has to do. with That means anything. if they knew like, what was what? going on, they would have had. Merchandise already? No, they they didn't want the merchandise so to not so it doesn't spoil the surprise. I don't I, I don't think Disney has ever been that altruistic, even when it was just the dude drawing doodles on a napkin. Okay, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. There might be a a, a portion of it where they didn't anticipate how popular the character was going to be, but. I'm I mean, sure that that they was showed you the merchandise too. they were going to give us. I'm sorry, what? They showed you the merchandise they were going to give us, and it was crappy as fuck because they didn't have anything planned. Yeah. It was okay. all afterthought. I will say this. I think that even if whatever for whatever reason, Rosario Dawson, for some reason, which I don't think would be the case, but decides... 
she doesn't want to do makeup to be orange. Like, couldn't they just do it digitally? Yeah. Maybe. So, I mean, there's really not any good reason for her not to be orange. There was no good reason for Starfire to not be orange. But she was black. Well, but dude, Star... I mean, why are you comparing the Titans to the Mandalorian? Like, that's not even on the same level. Comparing orange people to orange people. No, see, but... No, but see, it's not oranges to oranges. You, you de- It's literally, like, you're not, you're not talking about the same level. Yeah, you're talking... You're comparing oranges to shit. <laughs> I haven't done that in the morning for a while. <laughs> uh, Oz Look, in I, chat I, says, I, "Oh, go ahead." Go ahead. I was saying, Oz said, "I guarantee they picked Rosario specifically because they they saw her and said we'll save on the makeup with this one." <laughs> They're like she's orange enough. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. So since we're on I mean, Star. And technically, she's more orange than that other girl is. Oh, definitely. But I need her to be like orange, orange. No, I agree with you 100%. Uh, like, it's not, it's a non starter. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's bad news if she's not orange. And yeah, I think I will be done with the Mandalorian if she's not. Okay. Well, hey, such is life. Um,. I think we're gonna. She's orange in the. She's orange in the what, Jay? In the Clone Wars. Yeah. What were you gonna say, uh, Mo? Oh, I was gonna start playing the rap of music. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, we'll, and we'll do I, your wet dream real... tomorrow. Oh. What? We'll do your wet dream tomorrow. That's fair. <laughs> Like we teased, we teased it twice already. We all better come. <laughs> it's it's not it's not that great of a story. It's it's yeah. So we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, also, too, I saw that you put in the chat Transformers Terminator comic book from uh, Dark Horse and IDW coming. That looks fun. I'm excited about that. No, I right. read the little interview for it. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Huh, that's interesting. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, Are we ready for some final thoughts, Mo? Yeah, go for it. All right, Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts? Um, um, well, I don't really have anything. I guess after the show, I'm going to go out and mingle with the public. (laughs) So I get fined. You're going to get a, a misdemeanor, Jay. They're going to mess around and pull you over. I know I was the same people are getting pulled over where he is. Yeah, here they're not. I still have yet, I some I still have yet to know anybody personally that has gotten the Rona. Uh, I, I have at least one person, like one removed. One, not like one degree over. Like literally, someone that I know, one of their like their one of their parents caught it. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of close. 
Yeah, it's well, definitely well. close close enough. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, that's the only, that's the closest it's come. Like, it's only the one person, but, you know, I like to think that my friend group is pretty smart, and they'll, like, not be the ones that go out and, you know, be at the beach. <laughs> you know, so... It's like I'm hoping that nobody, nobody I know gets it, but I see, I do see your point, Mo. Where it's like if if no one, anybody knows has gotten it, that's kind of suspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me your final thought, Mo. Or is that it? Uh, that's pretty much it. But if any of you listening knows one person directly, one degree, or at this point, I'll take two degrees. Send us your story, fantasticforum at gmail dot com. Well, fantasticforum at allgames dot com. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We yeah. would love to, you know, hear about that. At least we we'll get like a little bit of a more about it. It all smells like Judge Dredd to me. There it is. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, we do appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, we're going to be doing a TV talk. So let us know, like, if if you're watching some shows or want to talk about some shows you've been watching since you've been in self isolation. Uh, we'd love to talk to you more about it. So hit us up. They're live tomorrow, 10 a.m. Uh, or you can always hit our social media. Uh, go to our Instagram. Hit up Fantastic Forum there. Uh, this is Fantastic Forum, live on allgames.com.